happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Hello, the Internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, These are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Yeah. So without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Well, we are thrilled to be joined by a very funny comedian and writer yeah. who co-hosts the food podcast Yelling About Pate and host of the live pop-up comedy food wine show Amuse Bouche. Please Ooh. welcome back to the show. It's Carl Hay! Oh my God. Happy to be here. And I'd be remiss if I didn't say that I have had salty licorice and it's delicious. Isn't it good? Your what sweetest is- friend is right. Wait, what you, is salty licorice? Your bouche is amused when you yeah. have that shit. <laughs> it's it's like the uh, it's like the savory version of licorice, pretty much. Yeah. So it yeah. tastes like meat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it tastes yeah, like a nice exactly. steak. <laughs> I'm it's, like it's juicy like cheddar yeah. and onion. I mean, yeah, the, exactly. the one that I had had was salty one side, sweet on the other. Yeah, they'll have a licorice steak in Sweden. You cut it with a fork and knife. <laughs> yeah, real juicy oh, in the that. interior. Actually, the only steak they have. I just, over yeah, there. I recently had a sous vide salty uh, licorice <laughs> patty. It was fantastic. I bet it was great. Yeah, Carl, tell me about amuse bouche. Because before you're talking, you're like, I'm combining comedy, food, yes. and wine, and I'm like, like dinner theater. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, kind of. Uh, actually, yeah, a lot like that. It's a pop up food and wine party that we do at a uh, melody wine bar in virgil villas natural wine bar okay. and uh basically we have two different guest chefs every show we have different wines on special sometimes we have a winemaker there and then uh your, your ticket gets you the food you buy wine from the bar everybody gets drunk and then we have like a you know a tight comedy show tightest show in town it's an hour long Three comedians. Yeah. You know, the, you've seen these L.A. comedy shows. Yeah. They're booking nine, ten people. Nobody needs that much comedy nah. in their life. Too uh, much comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No one needs, uh, I, I say no one needs over 90 minutes of any content, really. Yeah. Movies, comedy, but definitely not that. stand-up comedy. So, yeah, we do a tight <laughs> one-hour show. It's a palate course of comedy. Exactly. Then we have <laughs> yeah. a DJ. We dance. We do the Peron, which, if you don't know, is a Spanish glass drinking instrument where you pour wine into your mouth from a great height oh, oh. Is that like that thing with like oh a long yeah spout yeah 
That, uh, that, that features prominently into the entire show. So, so what, do people like just bib up or whatever before they oh, go? No, or they no wear their Sunday's allowed. best. You got to raw dog it, baby. That's what oh, it's all about. I'm just there. red wine splattering no, everywhere? No, we don't use red. If you're not actively a Spaniard, I do not encourage peroning red wine. You have to be, that's high level Look, shit. You start Jeff, with white. As someone who likes to, you know, sometimes have a Baja Blast, uh, and I am willing to appropriate <laughs> Spanish culture. I feel like I'm ready for the re just pour yeah. the Rioja down my gullet. Yeah, I would say Perona Baja Blast and see how that goes, and then <laughs> you know, then move from there. Yeah, yeah. Start that. I've shotgunned them before, so <laughs> that's a terrible. I think I shotgunned yeah. them with Miles at my house. We, didn't we <laughs> I uh, shotgun so. a? I think I watched you do it, and then I looked at Her Majesty, and she's like, she was no. like, she gave you a subtle like, nod, shake, yeah. shake of the head. <laughs> She was like, dialing, ah, she, good, she dialed the divorce lawyer and she's about to hit send. <laughs> I recently had a, a flaming hot Mountain Dew, actually. Yeah. Um, and it, you know what? It wasn't disgusting like I thought it was going to be. was not hot at all, which was my... No, my, my right. I was like, this should be a little bit spicy. I know it you can't make it. It has the whisper, the hint of like the spiciness of ginger beer. What is it like? I wanted it yeah. to scald my esophagus with chemical burns, but right, yeah. right, yeah. Well, look, they can't really do like. Did you hear about like how people who are eating Chipotle now? They're like, the hot sauce is way too hot now. It got way too hot, <laughs> and like people are fucking freaking out about soft. it. We're all yeah. so soft. And I'm like, come on! But it turns out that like Chipotle was like, I mean, we get it from the same places all the time, but then they suspect it was a batch of like these chilies that they got from India that may be slightly hotter. And like, I forget, Super Producer Victor sent me the article because I love hearing about people who are like, too spicy, too spicy. And they're like, <laughs> it was just a little couple Scovilles above normal. Right. So yeah. whatever. Peppers can be wildly, you know, there's a spectrum. Sometimes yeah. you get a jalapeno, you're like, this is mild. Sometimes you get a jalapeno that fucks your day up. Oh, you know? yeah. Or even like a shishito pepper you can oh, have. A shishito, like, oh, can, this is a shishito can sneak up on you. Yeah, they will fucking, they will jump you in an alley right when you least suspect it. <laughs> you didn't expect it. You thought it was going to be a nice little appetizer. Yeah. Ooh, what, oh, they're roasted? You like, the, you like the bonito flakes on it? Guess what, <laughs> motherfucker? This is a spicy one. <laughs> Jenny, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Okay, well, recently when I had to search for a project I was doing, I had to search the star wars characters because i don't know any of them mm -hmm. and Which ones? Uh, i'm so happy for you there's so many, <laughs> there's so many. yeah that's <laughs> good for you i'm so happy for you i know I'm them just all like i don't know there's han solo adam driver are they the same <laughs> <laughs> i like it. naming the character there's luke skywalker han solo adam driver I... princess leia there's billy williams there's Carrie <laughs> yep. fisher there's there's, there's a, a stuffed bear, I think, at one point. <laughs> yeah. Stuffed bear. Yeah. I did. Right. I, I was doing I'm doing this project and uh, I researched them because I'd never seen the new Star Wars. I maybe saw the one old one, but never saw the new ones, mm -hmm. except one time I saw the first 10 minutes because I was on a lot of mushrooms mm -hmm. and we went to go see the first one with Adam Driver uh -huh. and I couldn't stop laughing in the theater. <laughs> Because I was like, he was in Girls. <laughs> and then I had to leave. Mm -hmm. And then I just walked into Cats. <laughs> it was a much better time on Mushrooms. And were people laughing in that theater? Or, or did, did you not like laugh? There was like two people in there. And I walked oh. in just as they were doing the Jenny song. Mm -hmm. And it's like Rebel Wilson and, and like a, you know, the Jenny, the fat cat. And she there's roaches everywhere. And I was like, whoa, this is a way different time. This is kind of more my speed yeah. right now. It's a little more my That's, speed, yeah. 
I should have did that. I should have saw cats high as shit. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Mushrooms make, uh, like, to Jenny's point, anything can be a comedy on mushrooms. Oh, Instantly. yeah. Instantly. That Adam when Driver movie goofy. was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Schindler's List, funny as fuck. Somehow. It tripped me out in that one part. You saw the girl's cult was red. I didn't know what the fuck that was about. I thought I was tripping again. But yeah, any film can be a comedy somehow. Or you'll just laugh from the... But I also like that you were just... Were you just sort of like, okay, I am laughing way too much that I'm just disrupting the film? Oh yeah, I excused myself. I could tell people were upset. (laughs) Like, was it just any random thing? You're like... First of all, I was on mushrooms, so I had no idea what was happening in the story. And then Adam Driver's pulsating face would show up, morphing, and I'd just be like, "That's yep. the guy from Girls." Oh my god, it makes me so happy. What? It makes me so happy to know how much I know you pissed off Star Wars fans. Oh, so oh, especially the first one back. <laughs> they was mad as fuck, yeah. and I love it. Excuse I me. Excuse. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was like, the and, then, and then too, the trailer before that had that one dude. It's like this one guy who I forget who he is, but he's an actor. He, it was like a spy like me or something. And he's mm-hmm. like hanging out with this little girl and he's like a big, tough spy. But I was really peeking on the mushrooms. And I was like, I David thought Isaac, he was David. a robot. And I was or like, they're Isaac. letting robots make movies now. This is so messed <laughs> up. I think it's oh Oscar God. Isaac, maybe. I mean, he looks real. Yeah. Even in real life, this dude looks weird. Okay, so I don't think <laughs> I'm that far off. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, I know who you're talking about. Dominic, the, the, he was like pasty white. No, no. He's no? like, he's just it's a super lot of weird buff. looking people in Star Wars. Oh, okay. okay. No, this was, this was the part of the trailer before trailer Star Wars came film. up. I don't remember. Oh. There was like some planet. I couldn't understand what they were saying. I just know. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. You know, it was just hilarious as shit. You know, uh, Snape showed up on the screen. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, is this a crossover episode? I was like, oh my God, Snape. <laughs> Alan Rickman, I love you. He's back. Thank you. What is, uh, what's something you think is overrated? Non-chain restaurants, I think. Mm. <laughs> I think it's getting out of hand. <laughs> PDX, you hear that PDX? Yeah, because we don't, don't have that. We don't care for your stuff. Sparrow spelled a different way. <laughs> <laughs> What's Rabos? But I, you know, I just, especially in the context of, and especially in the context of like, you know, dating and like trying to get. And this is going to sound so awful, but I, I, I want. I'll start here. I went on a road trip with my dad a couple of months ago, and. He like doesn't eat a lot of red meat. You know, he's at that age where he's like, I can't eat this. I can't eat that. I can't eat this. I'm like, okay, great. But it's his, it was his birthday, right? And I've like orchestrated this whole thing. And he's like, I want a steak really bad. Okay. Like I just want a good steak. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's get that shit. Yeah. Run, yeah. Listen, I'm 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 googling. We're in Chicago at the time. I'm googling. I'm like, where's the best steak? Let me get it. Uh huh. We show up to this spot, and when I tell you they burn the steak. And mm. the vegetables were like chopped so pretentiously and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like filet mignon, you know? And it's right. a non-chain, so it's taps like fuck, you know what I mean? Right, right. So I'm like, damn, I'm upset. I'm like, you want me to pay for this? And I, I just like trusted these Yelp reviews that you probably paid someone to do. You know who <laughs> never would have done this to me? You know Outback. who never would have let me down? The Red Lobster. Outback. <laughs> yeah, Red Lobster. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm like, 
everything's on a fucking timer. Like it's so like they've completely taken out the humanity from cooking, like in those places that it's yeah. foolproof where it's like, yep, you, we store it at this temp. So you can only, you know, put it at this side, this side, and then you get consistency. But I, I know. Yeah, I, I know that feeling. There are all these circumstances where it's like, I actually need things to go to plan, like mm. very specifically that I'm like, I, I, I look, I just met this person. I really can't fumble with the restaurant being awful. Right, right, but right. But I, I also can't take you to an Applebee's, and that's that's it's getting it's just so I'm on. I'm and that on, needs to change. I'm on Google reviews, yeah, right, all the time, and I'm so sick of them. Wow, yeah. Well, hey, especially know, the people who don't use pictures. I'm like, put a picture up. Yeah, you got to <laughs> see what you're dealing with. I, th- yeah. I think also too, uh, you know, great restaurant I was in Portland last time I was there. Eam. I don't know if you've been there. It's like mm-hmm. this Thai restaurant where they also have like barbecue. It's like a few. They have like a oh, white nice. brisket curry that was like. It's unbelievable. Okay. I'll just say that. I just, I got how, that tip from some Portlanders when I was out there. It's, uh, can I ask E-E-M. you, how, how many locations do they have? They got one. No, I'm good. Oh, wow. We're <laughs> out. Good. No, We're good. out. They got 72. <laughs> they got 72 <laughs> in the Northwest. Yeah, no, <laughs> if it was yeah. so good, there'd be more. so good, they should have 700 <laughs> locations. That's why McDonald's, is it as good as McDonald's? <laughs> um, Interesting. Yeah. yeah, Becca, Becca's on board. Uh, yeah, uh, Becca has spent time here and like me, and I, I will wait on the list. I actually am yeah. like, I haven't gotten to leave the, the couple blocks radius of where I'm staying. And I'm, well, it is interesting. Like Portland is actually really dope. Um, um, and you, I've never lived in a place where you can look out the window and see mountains, which right. is crazy. I'm from Florida. I shouldn't have okay. said that on record. Okay. Hey, that's all right. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get through it. To... We're all getting Okay. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I know. I know. I know. We said you could. You could swear on this, but that was a little bit too far. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's yeah content, content warning. Content warning. Content warning. Yeah. I am from Florida. What is something you think is underrated, Payne? I actually think that nice socks are very underrated. And when mm. I say nice socks, you know, like I feel like you know, guys traditionally, at least you know, my friends growing up. You just get just whatever the biggest pack of socks you could get for <laughs> yeah. the thing for the buck. <laughs> for sure. You buy know, my socks like, by weight. Wear them till they break. But yeah. as an adult, I've invested in some nicer quality socks. Mm. And man, I'll tell you, it's a different way to live your life. It's, it is. Uh, you don't know what you're missing. It okay, uh, so, feels so it's, like you're suiting up for business like <laughs> a nice thick pair of just mm, it just feels good so well so your journey is from i'm the same way i would be like if like why would i buy a like i would i remember seeing a pair of socks like nice socks and you get one pair right and yes. i'm like no 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 i need at least a it's dozen socks by any means no <laughs> right. but also but that's the but that's my thinking too and i've definitely come to realize as i blow holes in like sock after sock because like i like grip my toes so much when i walk yeah, real. that yeah. i'm like that the like the few times that i've like spent a little bit more money on a sock or like one that was more like activity appropriate i'm like oh shit okay but what's a like what are, what are we talking like you're going merino wool you're going silk Infused, like what brand that I've been buying. I mean, I don't have to plug anything, okay, but yeah. Add some, add some, add some nyc.com. Okay, so how much they are? They're not cheap, but they're, I mean, you, you just gotta try them on to feel it out. They're like 25 <laughs> bucks a, like a pair or something stupid. 
I mean, I've paid that much for basketball socks. I think I'm still like middle class with the socks. There's definitely like the the Hanes ones I grew up with. I've taken a step up to like Nike ones that come in packs of four, maybe. Oh. You know, but yeah, not yeah, yeah. not individually. I'm not buying socks one at a time by by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination, unless they're dress socks. But both socks and underwear, it's like I'll buy oh, man. a nice pair of socks and a nice pair of underwear, and then I'll try to just like just wear the like all the other ones just get relegated to the bottom of the drawer, and I never wear anything else until those yeah. those nice ones start falling apart. Do you do this thing like my underwear drawer is basically the exalted few that are at the yes. top of the yes. pile because they get the most rotation. If I go a few levels beneath that, yeah, I'm looking at artifacts from decades ago or things <laughs> that that's how mine used to be. But right. like I just I I just got fed up at one point. I said, you know what? I'm literally investing in nice underwear and nice socks. Yeah, and I just got rid of those scary ones from. I don't know when, right? That don't yeah. match. It's like, this is probably my friend's underwear. I don't even know how I got this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like my underwear right now looks like a ghost's prom dress. Like it's so right. like spooky yeah. and tattered and like wispy and like used to be a white piece of fabric at yeah. one point. Even, you know what yeah. I mean? To do. Yeah, I definitely, I'm, I, when I'm reaching that same point, because I kept looking at my drawer and I'm like, man, I use maybe 5% of this shit in this drawer. Yeah, I'm like, right. I got to go scorched earth on some of these shitty pieces. When you guys travel, do you overpack your underwear? Yeah, I, I usually do. I underpack my underwear for some reason. Like, like just assuming that you might shit your pants every single day or something. There's always one, yeah, Multiple right. times a day. I always add yeah. one like, for the just in case. I usually 5X, you know, like if I'm going yeah. for five days, I'm bringing at least 10 pairs of underwear. Yeah. And I, yeah, <laughs> I rarely shit my pants more than like a couple times on a trip. So, right. yeah. but, a, but a you never wrong. know. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Got to be ready for anything. Nice underwear, nice socks. I, I think that's very good underwear. It's just so wild, too, because it's such a like the adult thing to do. But for whatever reason, it's like probably the more I'm the most stunted as someone who's nearing 40 years old is mm -hmm. like, got to have those underwear that my mom bought me in college. Like, yeah. I don't I literally have fucking underwear from what is that fucking almost 20, like 19 years ago. <laughs> Companies that have gone extinct. Right. Yeah, yeah. That like I'm like head the company that makes like tennis rackets. You used to hate that gift for Christmas. Now you're like, thank you. Because no yeah. people ever want to buy that shit. Yeah, no, exactly. And now I'm like, oh, no, like these old American apparel underwear from 2004. Yeah. Useless. Useless. I got some American apparel tube socks floating around in my sock drawer somewhere like and where were you at your in your life that's what's like it's interesting to think like what were you like when you're living in new york or something yeah dressing as rocky three for halloween i think <laughs> is where i got them beach scene me and my homie dressed up as a rocky and apollo for the beach scene <laughs> so, uh shit he uh, just still got him there yeah, yeah there's nothing like him. the carbon dating of your underwear door of your underwear yeah. door all right <laughs> Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we will talk aliens. We'll be right back. Zeit gang, customers are rushing to your store, but do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it, you know, like a literal POS? Well, you need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. 
Connect with customers in line and online. Look, you want to use TikTok? Well, guess what? They have plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns on platforms just like that. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system. Or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Now, I was looking at Shopify.com, and I'm trying to get some answers. Let's say, uh, you know, how to bustling retail business and i need you know maybe uh, some hardware to be able to sell my wares on the street take credit card payments whatever and i know shopify is easy to use half the time i buy something online i'm like oh yep they're using shopify and if you need to learn more check out their website it's super easy to navigate whether you have questions about how you can optimize your inventory or again looking for hardware to make sales easier shopify.com has all of that just go there check it out so sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash tdz all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash TDZ to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash TDZ. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. And we're back. Um, and so is ProPublica with a fucking groundbreaking report uh, that they revealed last Thursday. We learned that Justice Clarence Thomas has been accepting, quote, secret luxury trips from Republican mega donor Harlan Crow for more than two decades. Uh, and this has included things like jet rides, like using his like P jet, his like Bombardier 500 or whatever the fuck it's called and going on his. 162 foot super yacht. Yeah. Okay. Do you think lovers? I don't know. I mean, lovers I of so. the end of democracy for sure. Right now. 20 years? This is 20 years, very, a lot of very, gifts. Um, very, what was that movie about the mountains? Brokeback Mountain. Very Brokeback Mountain. But... Oh, where Ginny Thomas is, she's like, you're not going up there to fish. Yeah. <laughs> what that was that movie yacht? about? Yeah. You're not going it was there about to the fish. mountains, y'all. That's so funny because there is a picture of them fishing together. <laughs> Harlan Crow, you mean Harlan Nasty. Uh, that was a wonderful line delivered by Michelle Williams in that film. Anyway, so just like put this things, these things into perspective, right? The cost of a trip to go on a jet and then a 162-foot super yacht for like nine days, people were being like, on the conservative side, could have gotten to around half a million dollars for that. But wow. fortunately, I guess like, you know, he didn't have to fully disclose some things because the way you have to disclose things are like if you go to someone's private home, you don't have to disclose it. But the second transportation is involved, you have to fucking disclose shit. And 
apparently it wasn't even just to do stuff with Harlan Crow. Like it's it sounds like based on like certain flight logs, Clarence Thomas like used his jet for like a three hour trip to go to New Haven, Connecticut from like D.C. Uh, a few years ago. And again, it's a problem because if you aren't disclosing all these gifts, especially if they're worth more than four hundred fifteen dollars, it's hard to tell how the fuck you're being influenced. Although these people swear up and down has nothing to do with anything. I've never had any case in front of him. I'm just the connective tissue to other plutocrats and the Supreme Court justice, as well as, you know, people like Leonard Leo of the Federalist, Federalist Society. So there's only one I time. I wish people would stop lying. I wish people would stop lying, though. I you know. know. I mean, I just be real, because look, I'm going to be real. If you let me ride on your 162-foot yacht, yeah. next decision I make, that's your decision, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's, I mean, you know, it's like, here's the thing is, is you hear it and you're like, wow, that's crazy. And then you also are like, nothing will happen. Right. Exactly. Nothing no. will happen. That's the thing. That's the that's the wonderful sort of ebb and flow of being an American in this country and being half tuned into what's happening. You're like, how the fuck can this happen? And then you immediately then modulate to, well, what the fuck? I mean, what yeah, what's going to what's going to happen? Oh, is he really going to see justice? Yeah, well, you know, who he knows? He is Justice. <laughs> yeah, I know. His name is literally Justice Thomas. <laughs> but like, so again, we, we also found out like uh, back in, he only disclosed one trip back in 1997. And, you know, apparently this isn't just, this is just the tip of the iceberg. He, like Crow also just made it rain on Clarence Thomas with all kinds of fun gifts, like giving him a $19,000 Bible that he won at an auction that belonged to Frederick Douglass. Wow. And you know what? I mean, that's 19, actually kind of 000. a sweet gift in a weird in, in way. A, this kind of, your theory starts to hold up because Harlan Crow's quote about it was like, I was at this auction and I saw the item come up and I knew how much Clarence was a fan of Frederick Douglass. So I, I figured he had to have it. And I'm like, what a thought. This is so fucking thoughtful. Yeah. Also I'm telling you, they're lovers, fifth- man. They're lovers. <laughs> He also bought a fifth, got him a $15,000 bust of Abe Lincoln. Yeah, okay. lovers. Okay. I only. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if I gave you half a million dollars, it could just be like, yeah, man, I just believe in your cause. But I've, if I give you a $19,000 Bible and a bust of Abraham Lincoln, my yeah. dick has been inside of you. Oh yeah. <laughs> Definitely. 100%. 100%. 100%. There's no, there's no middle ground. Yeah. When the gifts there's are no that thoughtful, ground. there's like. That's now, a thoughtful now gift. you guys, you guys have something good going on. Mm-hmm. And here's the other thing. Like he was flown out to like this, like other retreat he has where he would like, apparently this guy, Harlan Crow would host like Clarence Thomas along with other like government officials and like business yeah. magnates and be like, Hey man, they're just kicking it together. You know, I have no clue what they're talking about. I mean, yes, Leonard Leo, who runs the fucking Federalist Society, who's the architect of all of our current judicial fuckery that's going on in this country. They just kick it all the time together on their little bro hangs. And it's, you know, all to the good. What, what it turns out, though, like in the L.A. Times about 20 years ago, they they like they busted Clarence Thomas for not reporting shit. And ever since like that happened, Clarence Thomas has just stopped reporting or disclosing things altogether. Like ever since he got burned, he's like, yeah, well, I'm not going to do that shit anymore. And not only That's that. Weird. Crow regularly has Thomas stay at his invite only resort where, again, it's like it's like an all men's retreat. (laughs) Here's the thing. This place has a clay tennis court, a batting cage, a replica of Hagrid's hut from Harry Potter, bronze statues of gnomes and 
and a, a 1950s-style f- soda fountain where they make, like, bespoke milksh- milkshakes. This shit sounds great, man. What is, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Can you please go back to the, the Hagrid's house? Hagrid's okay, house? I don't, I'm not, uh, what? I'm not a Harry Potter like person, so I don't know what Hagrid's. I know, I know what I know what who Hagrid is, but I don't know what the significance of how. I'm like, is that like a pizza shop for Harry Potter fans? I think they're, I love they're all maybe it's whimsical. Maybe, um, they go there. That's where they talk about all their anti-trans stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> and this Rowling's tribute to house. J.K. Rowling, the Hagrid's hut, where we enter and come up with new ways to vilify and dehumanize trans people yeah. through legislation. I mean this this sounds this sounds so. I feel like. If we want them to turn around, we have to say, like, oh, no, you guys are lovers. And just be mm-hmm. like, no, no, it's fine. You know what? Actually, these cool. just sound like really great gifts. Let's celebrate your guys' yeah. love. And then he'll be like, I'm not. No. no, I'm trying to influence him for judicial decisions. <laughs> oh, good. We used homophobia to bring the truth out. <laughs> Fantastic. Also, all this shit, like, is so influenceable. Like, I'm listening to everything you've been listing off, and I'm like, I would give you whatever you want if you let me well, come to this shit. Jackie, like, it's so, like, eh, whatever you want. You're it's just a milkshake sways you. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, Hagrid's you know Hut. Oreo milkshake is. Hagrid's Hut and milkshake. <laughs> it's Look, pretty good. We're simple. We're basic motherfuckers. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he gave me a. Fuck re- Hagrid. <laughs> I thought it was a real milkshake. Nope, you have to fuck Hagrid now. You have to fuck Hagrid <laughs> just to enjoy this Oreo milkshake. Yeah. If, if you get so chummy with people and you know you're all on the same page, that's really all it takes, truly. You know, yeah. just to be like, yeah, of course, we get it. Like, without even saying, you know, you don't really have to. But to, to be in proximity to these people is really, again, it's like one of those things where like, of course they are. And then you're like, of course nothing can happen. Not to mention, yeah. okay, this guy... He isn't just giving money to the GOP. He also he's loves making it rain on people like Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema, two senators who got in the way of a lot of shit recently. So you're like, okay, so this motherfucker knows what he's doing. Yeah, like, he yeah. knows exactly what he's, he's taking doing. to Hagrid Town. They're all going to Hagrid's hut. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in terms of like what Democrats are talking about, like Democrats on the Senate Judiciary Committee have said that they're going to address this. Oh, but sure, like sure. probably in the same way they're addressing police reform. You know what I and mean? Gun they're like, yeah, yeah you'll sure. Stuff. I'll address yeah. it by saying I'll address that. I will say out loud this is a problem. But another yeah. member of Congress was saying like, you know, it may not be worth the fight uh, since it would destroy people's faith in the court. Um, <laughs> sir, <laughs> sir. Oh my! I'm you sorry. Get money. What do you think the the sequence of events here is that we're on yeah. the precipice of losing faith in this bot. Like people do not give a people have already lost faith in that shit. Unless you're one of these like monster bastard donors that use it as like your fascism accelerator tool. Then in which case you fucking love it. Yeah. So it's very it's you know, it's it's it, it gets you feeling a little bit like, ah, well, maybe they'll address it out loud. And that's the most we can get. Yeah. I, I also yeah. wonder, too, if. Because they're all such awful, horrible people, is it really influencing or is it just terrible people coming together talking about terrible shit? Right? Like the yeah. like uh yeah. the donors just like, hey, maybe we should stop women from having from having abortions. And Clarence was like, I was gonna do that anyways. Let's just party. <laughs> like Right, right, right. I feel like they're all so bad, it's going beyond influence and it's really just demons hanging out with each other yeah. in Hagrid's hut. Hagrid's hut. Hag- you know what's wild, though, too? There was a there was like a district judge that was confirmed by Trump, like when he was in office. 
they swore this guy in at Harlan Crow's fucking house. Like yeah, the no, swearing in was just in this guy's society. like fucking library. I do. There is this one clip that's just kind of fun to hear because, you know, like apparently fucking Clarence Thomas like loves to portray himself as this like folksy guy who's like really not into like he's just really into RVs and shit. But we're, we're hearing about all these like how he's yachting it up and taking P jets. I just want you to hear this like how he would how how full of shit this guy is when he's describing himself like in this documentary. You know, I don't have any problem with going to Europe, but I prefer the United States and I prefer seeing the regular parts of the United States. I prefer going across the rural areas. Mm. I prefer the RV parks. I prefer the Walmart parking lots to the beaches and things like that. Oh, really? Nigga, what? A Walmart (laughs) parking lot? Well, if that's part of RV, that's RV culture, because you could you could take your RV to like the Walmart. That's like a thing. I didn't know if you RV prefers putting his pubes on people's coats. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All over them. I mean, there is so much pubic hair everywhere. I love it. I mean, I like to go wherever the pubic hair blows. And that's where I end up, you know, just setting down (laughs) with Ginny and she comes up with her, you know, fantasies about overturning elections. And I just put pubes on coke cans and laugh at uh, anita hill's uh you know terrible misfortune but yeah w- we'll see i mean right now he has put out a statement finally because ta- like harlan crow's like I, I don't know this guy's my friend man what do you want me to do like it's just i never did anything untoward and it's just hospitality justice thomas has said quote Harlan and Kathy Crow are among our dearest friends, and we have been friends for over 25 years. As friends do, we have joined them on a number of family trips during more than a quarter century we have known them. Early in my tenure in the court, I sought guidance from my colleagues and others in the judiciary and was advised that this sort of personal hospitality from close personal friends who did not have business before the court was not reportable. And he was just like basically doing the, I didn't know I couldn't do that defense, uh, which will hold up when you're influential in this country. Of I mean, if you didn't know you could do that, then you shouldn't be on the court. <laughs> the, simple as that. And also, it's just like, all right, look, like we're poor. So uh, comparatively to these. I mean, you are. OK, so I mean, <laughs> I, I have know. titties you, on you my do wall. Have art. Okay? You have titties on your I have wall. Art. I don't have no titties Titty on my wall. Yeah, I need titties That's on the, my wall. That, I should get some titties on my wall to class this place up. It will. It will. It, it doubles your income. Someone's going to see it. They're like, oh, baby. shit. Okay, Mr. Oh, 0.5%. Double D's, 0.5%. Oh, shit. That man got some double D's on, on this wall. On this, I'm on sorry, this wall. You're not, you're not poor. It's me. You're not poor. I, I'm not classist. No, but no. Comparatively, we are poor compared to these motherfuckers. So sure, when we sure. hear all this shit, when we hear all this shit, like, it's like, God damn, all this, all this. But like, ain't not, it's not that. I mean, yeah, man, you rich and you inviting people, like you said, to do rich shit with you. Like, why, why not disclose? Why not disclose that? Like, unless you was on some shit, <laughs> like right. going on a yacht and going to somebody's house and somebody giving you a gift isn't bad, unless you know all this shit is swaying your decision making as a yeah. judge of the well, highest court of the land. It, yeah. So. It, you just it, look guilty. Yeah. Look, well, that's that's why men are bad. That's why men are bad liars and bad cheaters. Because like you you do you do the dumbest shit. Like if you if you know you want some shit, don't not disclose it. Disclose everything. You'll be like, what? I disclose all that shit. What's yeah, I don't understand why they don't do that. Shit? Because it's like nothing's gonna happen to them. Nothing's Correct. gonna happen to you. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like the shit with, with oh man. They're, they're like, so, boy, what okay. you, what, what, what you got? What do you no, got? Just what do you like, got? It's like the thing, it's like with Trump, everyone's like, he's going, he's not going to fucking nah, jail. He's, he's not, he will, not over this shit. He will he's get away scot free. Nothing will happen to these people. They're above the law. Just go, just get on TV and be like, hey, everybody, I'm super above the law. So, like, don't even worry about it. Yeah. Just go they're back just wasting to your my jobs. time. They're just wasting my time right now. It's all good. Yeah. Don't worry. Your boy will be free after this. Yeah. And I would love so badly to fucking eat these words. But again, like I've said in past episodes, history shows me the data set I'm looking at. It won't fucking happen because it didn't. They had their chance with Nixon and they didn't do it. And then that emboldened Reagan and they didn't do shit. And now here, here we go. But yeah, we shall see what goes on in those parts. But again, I think to your point, Jackie's is like it. The reason he can't even talk about it is because it reveals just how politicized that body is rather than being like, oh, my God, we are completely objective. I'm like in a fucking hyperbaric chamber where people can't even fucking talk to me when I'm unless Mm -hmm. I'm like on the bench here. And you realize, no, they're chumming it up. And from there, they hear people's designs on what they think American can be. And if they agree, then, you know, they kind of know which 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 direction to move in. Okay, let's move on to another fucking big story, too in the Tennessee State House. So two Democrats were expelled uh, from the Tennessee House after they joined in a protest uh, the week before on the House floor, which only happened. The only reason that they engaged in this protest for just so you realize is because the Republicans during the session, they fucking turned off their microphones during the debate because they're like, they're, 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 say, they're just spitting too many facts and they're trying to make us feel bad. We got to cut the microphone mm-hmm. off. So they used a bullhorn. And apparently they're like, oh, no, no, no. They called it a disruption. And a lot of people were likening it to like January 6th on Fox. They were like, this is why we can't have people just invading these political buildings and things like that. And you're like, "Uh, uh, okay, whatever. I don't have time to pick all that shit apart. It's so insane. It's so insane. But despite that, there were no arrests and the protesters were entirely peaceful. So really not like January 6th at all. These were like, Students and activists who are like, we are dying. You are doing fuck all. What is going on? And now here's where the races, here's where the racist bit comes in. (laughs) Only two of the three were expelled. Justin Jones and Justin Pearson. You know, again, Jones said for, you know, basically said, we called for you all to ban assault weapons. And you you responded with an assault on democracy. So the third member of this protest was a woman named Gloria Johnson, who she was one vote shy of being expelled. I don't know. I don't know which person suddenly had a change of heart to cha- flip the math when the votes seemed the exact same for these two black members of the state house. But when it came to her, it as she said, it, my survival was probably due to the color of my skin. I think it was done on purpose for sure. For oh, sure, of course. They were just like, "Hey, Jeff." Why don't you keep her in? Just see. Let's see. Let's see these libs explode. One hundred percent. And they like, you know, again, we've there's been like blanket condemnation. But when you look at Tennessee, actually, that's they're they're kind of ahead of the curve when it comes to going full fash. Like in 2018. Yeah. In 2018, this political science professor created like a scorecard as like a way to like analyze and assess like sort of the healthy, like the level of healthy Democratic norms that existed in a state. Tennessee was dead fucking last on that list. <laughs> you know, this is another state that has been gerry- gerrymandered so bad that there isn't a single state Senate seat that is competitive, which essentially guarantees they have this like super duper fucking majority to basically be like, man, we can do whatever the fuck we want, including expelling people who are merely voicing 
like concern over what is happening. Not to mention, we can dilute black political power by expelling these mm-hmm. two black politicians. And, you know, this is also just disenfranchising the many black residents that these two people represent. And and it, it's still possible they could run again. But we're still we don't know yet what these fucking creeps in the state house might do to try and find a way to prevent that as well. But oh, they definitely they'll definitely find a way. And it's just it's if you listen to the the way Steph was said, it was so disgusting and like you need to behave you're lucky to be here all that fucking bullshit that they throw it it was Mm -hmm. so awful to watch really and i think a lot of people are like this is the the heart like uh, what people fear is is like a lot of copycat shit like this happening in these other red Mm -hmm. states where they have these majorities where they are going to disenfranchise voters not by trying to overturn an election by merely just expelling like rightfully elected people just to kind of keep the momentum going for whatever. I'm not going to lie. I I did not really know that this was a possibility. (laughs) Um, I, you know, just had never heard of it until Mm -hmm. this. So I was like, is, is that easy to, to get niggas out of the fucking. And, and now that like one group has done it, the fear is other groups around the country. I'll be like, "Hmm." Oh, we can get the Negras out this easy. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. I know we need yeah. is a t- if we have a two thirds majority and we have super majorities, we can do fucking anything. And usually yeah. you'd, you'd hope that there's some kind of balance. But again, the way these especially after the 2020 census, the way these maps have been carved up, it's fucking very, very fucked up and scary. Oh, so yeah. we'll see. But I mean, like, it's good, good to see. I mean, I don't know if it's good to see, but rightfully, all the people that were in the state capitol were like, this is an absolute fucking disgrace. What the fuck are you doing? And it's so wild to see how like how cowardly these fucking people are, because the second they interact with like people in the public who are like, what are you trying to do? They're like, uh, get me to my oh, yeah. fucking suburban so I can fucking peel out of here with my security. It's just. Yeah. So uh, they're insulating themselves. Meanwhile, like people are dying needlessly. So, you know, this is why this to make one more point. This is like one reason why I want people to understand that even though we're seeing like, you know, Republicans lose like in Wisconsin or progress, more progressives getting elected or things like that. The damage that. We don't see is mm-hmm. shit like this and yeah. the power that like these conservative and republican congress members have like the shit they're doing or the shit they can do under our noses yeah. is so much more scarier than mm-hmm. the shit that we see on the news like yeah. Oh, yeah. so if this if this story came to the news like imagine the shit that's com- going on that like that we don't fucking know and the power well, they don't have and like that- the way they accumulate their power yeah that's why i think yeah that's why it's so that's why it's so important to actually be engaged with what's happening in your state it's not just about federal politics it's at the most local like the shit that you're going to feel first is at the local level the federal shit you know makes its way to you but if you're not aware of what's happening i mean it's like the same thing like ohio is also in terrible shape because it is so that map is also carved up they've got wild majorities and You know, when we're just seeing like a curtailing of rights at a really rapid rate. So, you know, just something to exhale about in a exasperated way. Yeah, it's just again, it just feels like, well, like they they were so good at like they had the the Republican Party had the patience game 
where they just played long term, got in all these, got basically under the skin mm-hmm. and are now like like a sore bubbling up and just right. pus all right. over the skin of America. Just like right. gross. And it's disgusting. too late for topical creams. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like we gotta we gotta cut it out. Gotta excise it. Gotta cut it out. The thing is, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like to your point about like just like the long game, they could they saw the writings on they saw the writing on the wall. They're like, okay, we're dealing with decreased religious like religiosity is on a downward trend. People mm-hmm. are becoming more into like politics that appeal to people on the left and further left. What the fuck we do? It's they're basically just like, okay, then we have to rig the game until mm-hmm. they don't know. It's like, okay, they're going to beat us in basketball, but what we're going to do is we're going to sneak into the locker room and put a bunch of lead weights in their shoes uh, and also put little needles in their uniforms that distract them, and then the ball will be 10 times heavier. The rim will also be yep. uh, about f- f- like five times uh, smaller, and they won't get a fucking shot in. And then yep. we'll go on the other side and do what we do. So yeah. keep an eye out. But yeah, the fuckery continues. All right, let's take another quick break, and we'll be back to talk about fucking exorcisms dude and also Russell Crowe's fucked up accent in this movie right after this happy pride from Tomboy X we just dropped our pride 24 collection queer founded queer run and creating size and gender inclusive underwear swimwear and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin visit tomboyx.com to shop you like to watch new stuff right I know I do Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. And we're back. And South Carolina <laughs> Senator Tim Scott has announced that he is running for president. Yeah. Not from his own self-loathing somehow. I thought mm. he would be running from that. Well, but no, he's trying to run towards the White House without knowing anything about him. You just you already know he has no chance. You know right. what I mean? That's what's so funny about this to me. Like, you know, here's the future of like the Republican Party as I see it. If you don't actually come for Trump's ass and be able to beat him at his own game, you will not do shit. That's just where energetically, that's just where it's at. That's that's the only thing I think that's going to move the needle for somebody is going to be like, nah, this guy sucks. He's actually not far right enough. And I'll own you in a debate or whatever. Everyone's like, 
you know, they're, everyone is very, they're deferential to Trump. And that's truly at their own peril. Um, right now, Tim Scott isn't even polling in the double digits in his own fucking state of South Carolina. Trump is like ahead of the field by 20 points. And Ron DeSantis is like, you know, back another fly. I think, or yeah, he's, he's ahead of DeSantis by 20 points. So a lot of people are like, what is the point of this? And his campaign launch video, I don't know if you saw it. It's truly one of the saddest things mm-hmm. I've seen. For starters, he fundamentally, I think, has no idea what the Civil War represents because he filmed it at fucking Fort Sumter. Okay, wow. you know the place where you know white supremacist secessionists were like, "Yeah, let's fucking go after this government facility and just kick off the Civil War." And he talks about how he will never back down, but like many history buffs are like, you know, like Sumter was never taken by the Union. Like once they took it, it was only abandoned after the fact. So like, so how? What are the who sides are you're trying you in to... this metaphor? Sir? Right. <laughs> who exactly are you? Are who are the Confederates? Because the modern day GOP, like you know the conservatives of, of like that time, uh, they were not about equality. If my recollection holds correctly about the Civil War, I thought they were just about states' rights. Miles, isn't that? What? Yeah, yeah. It was. It was about commerce. It was about commerce. Right. right just right, it was right, only right. about commerce. I know some people have like tweeted at me. They're like, "Well, it was also about commerce." I'm like, "That's not." <laughs> Okay. The commerce of, of what goods, sir? Yeah, yeah, right. Which exactly. goods in particular? <laughs> Was it your king by the name of Cotton? But anyway, <laughs> like they they like based on the images though that like suddenly he's like you know the America's gun divided and like we're having to stand tall against people that would rather bring the country down. They're flashing images of Bernie, AOC, Elizabeth Warren, and oh Biden. And I think he's trying to say that. They are the bad guys because that whole thing of like, you know, Lincoln was a Republican mm-hmm. and then just act like there's no other context that that would be meaningful to this like depiction. So, you know, good luck to that man. It's kind of like a tragic comedy, I think, at this point. Yeah. Like his whole run, because he clearly has no idea what's going on, even like with his own base and that like the, mm-hmm. the GOP's constant messaging and like of racism and fear mongering has turned them into a group that is incapable of understanding policy. They don't even care. Well, yeah. about yeah. policy they only know blood yeah and like his whole thing's like i want to get to brass tacks they're like bro they're gonna eat you alive mm-hmm. the fuck are hey, you did you know about? his signature his signature piece of legislation is it's urban restoration it's literally giving tax breaks to developers to do gentrification like that is that man's like on his fucking website that is his signature piece of legislation <laughs> gentrification and which i'm pretty sure passed under trump but anyway right I mean, remember, too, when he tried to introduce, like, there was his, like, policing bill, too, that they're like, hey, in the summer of 2020, like, hey, you're our black senator. Mm-hmm. You should right. introduce this bill of incremental change and we'll treat it as revolutionary. And, you know, he got his little applause and things like that. But it just like it feels like this, like a scene in a movie where like a dorky kid wants to ask the most popular girl to prom, even though she's totally out of his league and a violent racist. Like, where, <laughs> as the audience, you like, we all know the outcome. Ooh, Yet he's still like go. walking up with his like like box of Russell Stover's chocolates and be like, um, Kelly, you know what I mean? And it's just like, right. <laughs> Kellyanne? No, man. <laughs> no, fool. Get the fuck away. She's racist. What the fuck are you trying to do, man? Leave right. her alone. Leave that shit alone. So, yeah, there's also he already had to get an a- opportunity to act like a serious candidate, too, when he was asked about, you know, abortion. Because that's a that's a big deal right now. And it's probably it's it's proven to be a losing fucking policy platform policy point for the Republicans. And I'll play this clip for you where he's asked about abortion. And I just want to warn you, he has a 
pretty good answer. No, who the fuck am I kidding? He absolutely <laughs> fucked the bed with his answer about abortion. <laughs> Try and even decipher what he even means with this answer when he's asked about where he's at on abortion. Yes, sir. Would you support a federal ban on abortions? I would simply say that um, the fact of the matter is when you look at the issue of abortion, one of the challenges that we have, we continue to go to the most restrictive conversations without broadening the scope and taking a look at the fact that I'm 100 percent pro-life. I never walk away from that. But the truth of the matter is that when you look at the issues on abortion, I start with the very important conversation I had in a banking hearing when I was sitting in my office and listening to Janet Yellen, the secretary of the Treasury talk about increasing the labor force participation rate for African-American women oh who are in poverty God. by having abortions. Uh, I think we're just having the wrong conversation. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. My man. My man. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> so, so what oh, is he saying? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I mean, to me, this, this, this gets right up there with the... Uh, domestic supply of infants logic mm-hmm. oh yeah <laughs> like this is this is the actual conversation we're having is like should we keep black women in the labor force or should we force them to have children so that uh we have more bodies for the jails like right what are know. you even talking about man and that's where my mind went through a a com i'm looking i look at abortion through a commerce lens <laughs> right or how many right. bodies the banking committee meeting that i was in yeah like uh, a but again you know <laughs> Go ahead, man. Like, this is so that's why it's so funny to watch them deal with this, like, plutonium rod of the abortion issue. They don't know, like, to just drop it and throw it as far away from them as possible. And they're like, uh, I think it's melting my skin because I'm holding it still. Like, fuck off. But anyway, this is this is what they got. This is what they got. All right. Buddy. Well, speaking of what they got, they got they got billionaires on their side. Yeah. And so. We we mentioned in passing past couple of days that the Atlantic was entering the fray with the Wall Street Journal with a column from somebody being like, "You guys, what are you talking about? Harlan Crow is totally normal Nazi paraphernalia collector. Doesn't mean he's a Nazi." The so this is the Atlantic, you know, mm-hmm. presumably considered to be like center left ish journalistic institution yeah. you know even though the cen- what is considered to be the center left in the united states is actually far the right far right <laughs> but i just want to read how the article opens mm-hmm. because this it just it's an interesting it, it's by somebody named graham wood or graham wood mm-hmm. I've never seen graham spelled this way very G-R-A- english very english very english Gray. Uh, G-R-A-E-M-E mm-hmm. would. So first that first sentence i've never met harlan crow supreme court justice Clarence Thomas's billionaire best friend. But I have peered through the fence surrounding his estate late at night, and once I went inside and snooped around for a couple hours. Last year, Crow and his wife Kathy put on an event to honor two Dallas humanitarians, and I was invited with about 100 others for cocktails and canapes in the Crow's cavernous library, a Texas-scale wood-paneled room with a walk-in fireplace and a collection of art and memorabilia worthy of a Bond villain. So that's an interesting start. And you might suspect that him snooping outside of this compound that contains Nazi memorabilia was like him as a journalist being like, there's something up with this guy. There's just like something that doesn't scan. He's always like hanging out with these really influential right wing 
dignitaries and leaders and Supreme Court justices. And like, so I'm, I've hung out, I've like kind of kept my eye, but it turns out that it's like actually aspirational. And he, he just like was hanging out there because he wants to like get invited in and like was excited because he goes on to just be like, he's a total sweetheart, essentially. He's it's that last paragraph of it. That's really fucking wild of like where you kind of have half of the quote from the last paragraph. Yeah. It simply isn't possible to be a Nazi, crypto or otherwise, and simultaneously be an Abe Lincoln and Liz Cheney fanboy, let alone to conceal from your dearest confidence among them black and Jewish people your preference for the master race, he wrote. (laughs) Then he says that he, if he were ever to become a billionaire, he would buy one of those gold dinars, the official currency minted by the Islamic State. And that was like his beat. Like as a journalist, he was he was covering that a lot. So I think he was trying to like put this thing of like, okay, this is this is, you know, I'm into like I covered some pretty awful stuff and I'm kind of maybe would like a coin, I guess, just to like for funsies. Right. And then he says, some strangers might suppose that because I own such a repugnant item, I must have secretly pledged my soul to Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. But my friends would know otherwise because they are not morons. Ah, yes. So it's just that like kind of dismissive Ivy League, Harvard bullshit where it's just like everybody who says this is dumb. If you say someone's Hitler into Nazis because they have a signed copy of Mein Kampf, you're just dumb and you're not as cultured as I am. Excuse me while I finish stuffing my face with canapes. There's there's also an older article in The Atlantic because he's written for The Atlantic for a while talking about being a high school classmate of Richard Spencer. Oh, don't worry. He's not a fan of Richard Spencer. But that article opens with him bragging about being at a Christmas party bash with Richard Spencer for Reason Magazine, the libertarian publication. And <laughs> he he's not like, and I infiltrated this. It's like, yeah, I got to go to this cool Christmas party with Reason Magazine, a libertarian publication. But I don't know. I like I'm sure there's a world where Harlan Crow is just doesn't have an ideological thought in his head that he's aware of, you know, and is just right. like tackily collecting these things based on the fact that they make the people around him ooh and ah and you know, they they seem important and then just like throwing them all up next to each other with no context like it's a TGI Fridays, but it's like, the first of all, the fact that, like, his audience is like, ooh, Mein Kampf, and, like, look how nice the cutlery and napkin wear of the Nazis were is weird. And also, it's just revealing that, like, this Harvard grad, like, th- this person who's supposed to be at the center of, like, mainstream media, like, dives in and, like, you know, is giving the benefit of the doubt to this billionaire. Right. And, you know, would would not do, would not even think to do the same thing with somebody who's murdered by the police, for instance. You know, so, but when it comes to the most powerful people in the country, they rush in to be like, you got to give him the benefit of the doubt. He's just into the stuff because it's cool. It's the other thing that he says, hold on, I got to fucking, I'm, stupid things paywalled and I'm going to give him my fucking money. I know. Um, that's, that's what makes this all fuck. so difficult. There's, there's this one part where he basically says like, he's saying like, 
if I if I if I wanted to unburden myself of the billions of dollars of inherited wealth, I too might invest in curious historical pieces. He uses the term like unburden myself of unburden billions of myself. dollars, and you're like, oh, the burden of, of having of oh, what else are you gonna do but buy Nazi shit when you got billions of dollars? Please, y'all come see. Look at the point. And he hangs out with Jewish people and black people. He, he can't be black into the friends. master race. Right. <laughs> uh, and again, I'm not even saying like it's it's a nailed on thing. I'm like, sure, maybe he has some weird quirk about it. But I'll tell you this. If I had billions of dollars, I'm not buying Nazi shit. OK, right. I'm buying weird fucking I don't even know what I don't even have the I don't have the mind, the, like the imagination to put myself there. Like, what would I buy? But it if feels like, like that's what's myself. interesting is that like this person who writes for the Atlantic, supposedly center left, like widely regarded. If you asked anybody who like writes at the New York Times, it'd be like that place is center left or yeah, you know, sure. left. It, like this is a person who peers through the gates of a billionaire's home at night and <laughs> fantasizes about the weird murder paraphernalia he would buy when he becomes a billionaire. Right. Like that's who is at the center of the mainstream media, the center yeah. of the mainstream media. Well, look, I, again, it's, it's all about the status quo at the end of the day. And to like begin a real earnest discussion of like, this is this is why everything's so fucked up might be a bridge too far. And it's better to just be like, is it that bad to have a ton of money? And yeah, you're into weird historical stuff. Right. Nothing to see here. Okay. Just yeah. keep it moving. I personally think it's fucking weird. <laughs> to collect Nazi stuff. I, I'm going on the record. Yeah, you're not going to find me collecting that shit. If anything, I'd be like, I'd buy like a weird, I'd buy so much weird sports crap, probably. You know, oh, yeah. like meaningless shit, like a fucking ticket from like a Arsenal match of like yesteryear for nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just like, I don't know. Like it, the, I even the thought of like Nazi memorabilia just freaks me out. Like I don't want to fucking even, like there is this guy who was a friend of a friend who I remember like, like something came to light and they're like, yeah, I found out this guy collects like a bunch of Nazi stuff. Yeah. And they're like, but it's... they're the, and I met them. They're like, there's such, wait, that guy, he's so nice. He's like, yeah, he's kind of like really into that stuff. And I'm like, Ugh. it's never a good sign. I, 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 I have to, surface. I don't know anybody who that, but I got to think it's never a good sign. But it's just interesting to think about the audience be, uh, of this stuff that has driven him to continue to keep a bunch of like Nazi dinnerware on display, a painting by Hitler next to a painting by Norman Rockwell and a painting by George Bush, who he thinks George W. Bush, who he thinks is a, a hero, presumably based on his feelings about Lynn Cheney. He like the audience for that like the the feedback that he's getting is like whoa cool and that makes total sense because like th there was a fascist coup like around the time that hitler was rising to power in the united states <laughs> right. by the richest people to try and like have a fascist overthrow of the u.s government and like that that hasn't gone away like those are still the richest people in the country Sure. They're still the most powerful people. It's just they've become more and more powerful and it's becoming like invisible because they're the ones who are like writing for the fucking Atlantic. So right. it's just like that becomes a thing that we just accept and get like chided and called morons for thinking is fucking weird. You know, yeah. 
it's that it's what a rhetorically powerful way to end that defense of like, right. but my friends would know otherwise. And that's why they're my friends, because they are not morons. So again, yeah. that's what's so funny is like you for all this, like fucking posturing and bloviating you're doing in this piece, you just end it. You're basically the the whole thrust of the piece is y'all are just morons because y'all don't know him. Yeah, that's not really a good defense if you're if you're actually trying to assuage people's concerns about this fucking guy. Uh, I feel like the the well, he has black and Jewish friends is kind of like doing a lot of work because I think once you get to the point of like, I you know my black friends don't care that I have like Hitler shit sitting around. It's like yeah, because all you any of you want, all of any of your friends want is like the accumulation of power. Like right. nobody cares. And to me, it's like that's like a power play, right? That you have like Hitler shit up, and it does and like it doesn't matter. Jewish and I'm not trying over. to hide it. And it's right. not like oh, I have this little closet over here behind a bookshelf that I put all my Hitler stuff in because I don't want anybody to see it when I'm throwing my party. Like he has it out. Because he's like making a statement about the fact that like social norms don't apply to him. And that's why we're being called idiots for going like, what, what is going on? Like, why would you have this shit in Mm -hmm. like out and public and something that you're proud of? And it's like, they really billionaires, you know, they are the law legally and socially and all of the other ways like whatever they do is fine because no one can touch them i think that yeah it's just like when you're talking about people who are trying to accumulate power like they have more in common with each other than like they do with any of us or anybody else who's like part of who might otherwise be like part of your like socioeconomic or racial or ethnic group right Right. it's like i don't see race i just see sadistic plutocrats (laughs) right (laughs) that's it that's all we are. We've distilled it all down to our one common thing. And that's mm-hmm. is that. Yeah. And they, they have what they drive and work in one of the biggest industries in the United States that is invisible to everybody except them and the people who work for them, which is like the protection of private wealth. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just finding different ways to invest their billions and billions and billions of dollars. Jack, no, unburdening themselves. Unburdened. I'm of sorry. Billions okay. of inherited wealth. I didn't even want this shit, Jack. What am that I supposed is, to do with it? I love that that's how this writer uses his imagination is sitting around thinking about what he would do to unburden himself. Of- did, you, did he see C. Harlan Crow on this? Like when it got published <laughs> and he's like, you see that? Hey, when's the next party? Got your back. Yeah, exactly. I got you, fam. I got you. Could you lift the restraining order now that I've written this? <laughs> I promise I'll stop looking through the gates. I want those canapes. Oh, I'm sorry. Canapes. Canapes. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm working on that. I want to be like you. Uh, a cultured person. Oh my gosh. This also for me really goes back to all the day that it shows like the more money you have, the less empathy you have. Yeah. <laughs> like they're Don't. so disconnected from reality and like other people being people. And I, I mean, I, I assume, I don't think that like Clarence Thomas is rich, rich like this Harlan Crow asshole, but the power thing still fucks with your head and like fucks with your ability to empathize. Yeah. And I think that, like, both of them are just, like, very clear examples of, uh, yeah, what the data is showing us. Right. And He's they, not they, a billionaire. His real name is Clarence. So, right. It's Clancy. Clancy can't be a billionaire. Or, come on now. But, yeah, it is just, like, you know, there's a point where you just sort of cross the Rubicon of reality. Mm-hmm. And you're like, sorry, folks, I'm over here now. And, actually, all you people are actually haters. And I'm going to legislate you the fuck off the planet. 
Right. That's kind of where we're at now. And guess what? All my homies are rich and we can manipulate many things with this money. Yeah. But yeah, it's easier to just be like, just that whole, like, what was the, what's the title of it? It's like, he's a, a, collecting a Nazi does not make him a Nazi or whatever the fuck. Clarence Thomas's billionaire friend is no Nazi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're carrying water for a dude who doesn't know your name also, by the way. Like, yeah, pretty weird. You're simping for a billionaire who didn't even want you at his party. <laughs> he just made you Bruh. look through the gate. Hey, Harlan, it's me. Oh, God, it's that insufferable Graham again. What is he doing? I don't know, but he has silver paint all over his mouth and he keeps breathing out of a paper bag. <laughs> By the way, his, his big article on Richard Spencer. Richard Spencer is a troll and an icon for white supremacists. He was also my high school classmate is the subhead. Uh, okay, the title, so he's the New York Times as a person. The title is His Kampf. That's the title of no, the Atlantic article. No. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> and it has like a it has a black and white photograph of Richard Spencer that's like kind of I don't know. May it's very humanizing. It's interesting. Interesting. Wow. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. I mean, I guess it, I'm for the people that are aspiring millionaires and billionaires that read the Atlantic, I'm sure this is a nice salve for them. Yeah. But I can buy I, all the Nazi shit I want. Yeah, I'm yeah. just trying to unburden myself. The Atlantic's going to tell me that the Atlantic is going to tell everybody else that they're fucking morons if they judge me for it. Exactly. Oh, really? Oh, I'm a Nazi? I'll have you read a little piece by Graham Wood in the Atlantic that would say otherwise. And someone be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> huh? Just read it. Oh, my friends know I'm not a Nazi. I'm just into Nazi stuff, like in a really measurable way. Like in a really way. normal way. Yeah. But it is really like unless there's forcible legislation to rein billionaires in like there has been in the past and stopped being during our lifetime, like for basically the past like 30 years. Right. They like because to your point, Tori, like that that study of billionaires of the that's like the richer you are, the less empathy you have. That's not necessarily because like money makes you less empathetic it's that people without empathy are better at accumulating mm, money that, and, yeah the amount of wealth required and like yeah. the amount of exploitation required to do that like yeah those specific people right that it's probably yes. like but two things feeding that like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure the money doesn't help once you're already somebody who has been predatory enough to accumulate that much wealth but we are just feeding them into the most influential positions in our civilization. And like that, it's just going to keep getting worse until something is done about it to rein them in. And culture at a cultural level, people start just automatically discounting everything that mm-hmm. comes out of their mouths and everything that comes out of the mouths of people who are simping for them. Just call them sadistic plutocrats. Let's not yeah. call them billionaires. We don't need, we don't yeah. have to. That sign, like wh- how much wealth you're just you're a sadistic plutocrat. Yeah. And I'm sure another thing that prevents them from like being like, am I the baddie is like our culture already deifies these people in the form of the job creator. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> and like so yeah. for them, they're like, actually, I'm God. So right. I'm actually creating jobs. Not I'm not exploiting labor. I'm creating jobs. And I and I put my head. I rest my head at night on my Third Reich sheets and I go to sleep really wonderfully because I know I've created jobs. I'm not I'm not exploiting labor. Okay, 
the needlework, the thread count. Like it really can't be. It, I'm I'm sorry, and I hate to keep harping on this, but this is almost a hundred years old, and the quality is better than anything that you can buy right now in the store. <laughs> I'm just saying they don't make stuff like they used to. Okay, you say you hate to keep harping on it, but it's all you've talked about since we got here, Harlan. <laughs> <laughs> just saying this shit's durable. Okay, the yeah. fucking the fucking ninety year old hat, man. Look at it. Looks like looks brand new. Looks brand new. The Fuhrer wore it. Tori, oh, no. go ahead. I'm just laughing at the Fuhrer wore it. <laughs> the Fuhrer the wore it. Fuhrer Fuhrer worn. <laughs> These are Authentic my air Fuhrer worn. These are my air Fuhrer ones that I got. <laughs> really cool sneakers. What? Are, these aren't even around then. Yeah, I had Phil Knight makeup hair custom. Oh no! Oh no! All right, that's gonna do it for this week's weekly zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye. From Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit tomboyx.com to shop. Here's something you might not know about wireless sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Zite gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu.